0: Beaksy.com and pre-register today at com slash registration to get your free Beaksy exchange tokens. That's B E A X Y. B-E-A-X-Y.com.
1: This is uh, Trader Main and this is Rekt.
0: Hello and welcome to Wrecked Podcast. I am Bunchu Betts alongside my other fabulous host, Chamber. uh, Cynthia. Oh, it's just me. Uh, Just me and our guest tonight, riding solo. I have a wonderful guest with us, though. Uh, Trader Maine. How are you, man?
1: I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. How are you?
0: I am living the life, as they would say, uh, direct life, pretty much, actually. So <laughs> I'm excited to talk to you. So maybe you can uh, give me some tips on becoming a little less wrecked, and uh, hopefully for our listeners out there, they'll learn something as well. So um, I'm glad to have you. We appreciate you coming on. I'm sorry that we couldn't get you the the full uh, full crew, but we've had a. Uh, had a, some last-minute. Uh, Cynthia's child army sprung a project on her that's due tomorrow, so that's fun. And Chambers off like winning some fucking Circle of Excellence award. He uh, he is at his company national sales meeting and they gave him a major award. So I mean I I always thought he was excellent but you know twitter says the contrary but, hey, yo, you know, priorities it's com- <laughs> right that's right you know listen we, I, I i see where i stand you know
1: <laughs> it's all good man it's all good
0: but we appreciate it man let's get right into it then so we always talk to our guests and we ask them their origin story how did you get to where you are now where did you how did you get into crypto uh what got you interested where did it all start
1: sure so um I, I've been in the space for a while now. Um, I initially got introduced to crypto in like 2012, 2013, uh, by a friend of mine. And uh, unfortunately, I didn't take his advice uh, very seriously. This was, you know, my buddy who would always come to me with these like MLM scam pyramid <laughs> scheme kind of things. So He'd be like, "Hey man, you got to come to this meeting with me. There's free food." Uh, you know, and five minutes into the meeting, I like look over it. I'm like, dude, this is a pyramid scheme. You know what I mean? So he'd always come to me with these wacky zany things. So of course, when he told me he had found the future of money and it was called Bitcoin and it was going to be on the internet. I, uh, you know, didn't really take them too seriously. you uh,
0: how long do I have to sit here to get a free pair of golfers?
1: Exactly. Well, there wasn't even, <laughs> exactly, there wasn't even any cool prizes in this one. So I, I didn't take it too seriously, unfortunately, in 2012 and 2013, because, uh, you know, that would have been nice. But it was kind of sure. towards the end of 2013 when the first bull run, if you even want to call that, kind of started when price went to about like 1100 bucks. That's when I started paying attention, I was like, holy shit, you might be onto something, uh, so I, you know, as you do, made a Twitter account, uh, I followed anyone with a bunch of followers, and I just kind of, you know, I poured a bunch of money into it, and I just bought whatever uh, anyone, you know, told me to buy on Twitter um so i kind of went <laughs> as, through the
0: as we all do when we start out
1: right <laughs> exactly right i mean actual advice btc crypto cobain these guys were around back then a lot of the guys that are now considered ogs uh they were right. shilling shit coins back then too so uh now you know i felt
0: mock us all
1: <laughs> yeah i fell for all of the traps but at the time it was a bull market it was much like it was you know i guess in uh, what do you want to say september of 2018 or september of 2017 like anything you bought went up so even if you didn't know what you were doing you could still make money and so i i accumulated uh i think about 40 bitcoin uh when it was worth like a thousand dollars uh so as you would do at that point i quit my job um (laughs) i told my parents that i was going to become a trader um and I was like, okay, now I'm living the life. So I basically would just smoke weed all day and, and, and stare at charts <laughs> and, and buy and sell Litecoin and Barbecue Coin and Pure Coin and every other fucking shit coin that there was, most of which are not around anymore. And uh, as you can imagine, when the market started to turn around, I realized very quickly I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. Sure. Um, you know, in that time, I fell for some scams and just, you know, I got I was on Mt. Gox. That took me for a couple of Bitcoin and uh, things went down very quickly let's put it this way within a few months I was back at work oh, no. <laughs> um, and back to the regular life and I, I basically capitulated there was like a spike where it went down to like a hundred bucks uh, and then back up to 200 and I was like fuck this and I uh, what I had left I sold uh, I went back to work and I basically told myself I never want to hear or see another Bitcoin chart again in my life uh, so
0: this was when this was
1: what year this would have been 2013 to 2014 Um, took a probably a year off Uh, and then in 2015 going into 2016 I actually started learning about Forex Um, I got introduced to a couple of guys in that space Uh, ICT was one Kazanomics is another guy I followed TraderSZ Uh, and I started learning to trade other assets and that's kind of where I really cut my teeth and started to figure out what I was doing from a traders perspective I wasn't on Twitter Um, I wasn't, you know, in crypto. I was trading, you know, Forex and learning. I was on baby pips and then, you know, I paid for different mentorships and courses with, you know, varying levels of success. And I started to kind of get an idea of what I was doing uh, and started to get actually pretty good at it. And then that kind of led me to, you know, where I am today in 2017. I was like, well, let's see what's going on with this Bitcoin thing. I think prices were right around where they are now. Uh, and I got back into it and at least this time I was much better equipped and I was able to sell at or near the top and, uh, you know, uh, reduce nice. <laughs> my level of wreckage as as much as possible. So uh, that kind awesome. of, yeah, got me where I am today.
0: So now are you, uh, are you full time now again?
1: Uh, no. So, I mean, I, I, I trade uh, quite a bit, but what you'll learn when you become competent uh, and consistent in trading Uh, is you don't need to stare at the charts all day. Anyone who's staring at the charts 10 hours a day to me is a gambler, uh, you know, a degen, as we would call it in the crypto space. You don't need to do that. Um, You can trade very successfully and work full time. Um, Could I do it full time? Yes, I actually did trade Forex uh, for a year full time. Uh, I didn't really enjoy it. Uh, It's very stressful. You have to have a pretty significant stack, right? When you think about it, right, let's say your bills, total rent and everything's $3,000 a month. There's a lot of pressure to pull out $3,000 every month in profit. doesn't matter, you know, if you know what you're doing or not. Like you have to have a pretty decent stack. Um, You have to be able to handle drawdown and you have to be able to consistently pull money out of the market. It's not an easy thing to do. Um, I was able to do it for a year uh, but then I was presented with another opportunity with a couple buddies of mine from university. We started a headhunting company um, yeah. and uh, have been doing that for the last three and a half years. Uh, so a lot of the things that I think people get into crypto for uh, and trading for is they want the freedom of being their own boss. Right. They don't want to answer to anyone. Yes. They want to be able to work when they want, how they want. And they want to buy a Lambo and make a bunch of money um so i have a lot of those i don't know lambo uh but like i have a lot of those things i'm an entrepreneur right so i mean i i make my own schedule you know i'm able to take days off when i want go on vacation when i want i can work remotely uh and i'm fortunate and blessed enough to be uh successful in what i do so to me it just doesn't make sense to trade full-time what i do in recruitment is is at this point risk-free it wasn't risk-free when i started it but you know now i have an established business that's generating guaranteed income every year uh, where no matter how long you've been trading full-time, I mean, you can, it, it is, there's that element of risk to it, you know? So wasn't sure. for me, wasn't for my personality, but I mean, if, if you're doing it full-time and you're on that grind, more power to you.
0: Yeah. Uh, I can imagine it's pretty tough to do full-time for exactly the reason you said. It's like there is immense pressure to, you know, i guess probably even take trades just because you feel like you need to to have that sort of uh, you know full-time income where you can take money out of the market did you find yourself forcing uh forcing trades when you you know didn't have a setup you liked or something like, or anything along those lines oh
1: yeah you hit the nail on the head there so i mean when i started trading full-time i don't think i was at the level that i should have been um i was i was good I knew how to trade, but I hadn't gotten my system to a point where it was repeatable. Uh, I knew what I was looking for every single day. I would come in, and if it wasn't there, I would walk away. Uh, I I knew what I was doing, but that added pressure of being like, okay, I've got bills to pay. Like, If anyone's looking to trade full-time, I'm telling you right now, 99% of people who try and trade full-time will fail. Um, There's people who will trade to supplement their income very well, I think that's a larger percentage of people, but the people who can actually do it full time, it takes a special breed, Uh, it takes a certain type of personality, it's very lonely, Uh, you know, you're sitting at home all day, you know, it sounds super cool to wake up at 6am and be like, oh, I'm just going to put on my house coat, I can, you know, smoke (laughs) a bowl first thing in the morning, no one can tell me what to do, it's like, yeah, but then you're never leaving the house, you know what I mean, you're glued to that screen. Sure. Um, so I, was, I wasn't quite ready. A, you got to have a, a significant stack. I'm not saying like $10,000. You need to have more than that uh, in your trading account to consistently pull out a few thousand bucks. You know, so, I, I mean, if you have a $100,000 account, you need to get 3% every month to make that $3,000 nut to cover your expenses, right? And that's just to cover right. your expenses, right? So, I mean, it, it does take more than people think. Um, I don't think it's as easy as people think. I don't think people should jump into it until they're, they're really ready and confident and they have a proven track record of success um, doing it part time because you totally can. Uh, and I was doing exactly that. I didn't have a big enough stack at the time to be like, okay, well, I've got this month's rent covered. I was doing exactly that. I was like, holy shit, rent's due in a week. Uh, I need to take some trades today. so I'd be on the fifteen minute chart, like trying to you know pull out some sort of trade out of my ass and probably taking a trade I shouldn't have uh, just because I needed the money, right? So it wasn't the right environment for me. it wasn't conducive. I definitely think I could do it now because uh, I think I have you know a couple years of just profitable trading under my belt, but mm-hmm. you know it's it, it it's not easy, man. I have a lot of respect for people like Tom Dante and um, you know, WMDX four Trader S Z. These guys who are they are trading full time. That is what they do. Uh, it's it's not an easy it's not an easy trade.
0: Yeah, uh, talk about that as far as you know time frames, because I feel like you know a lot of people start the same way i started where okay you start looking at charts and all of a sudden everybody wants to be a day trader right and you start looking you start looking at five minute charts 15 minute charts and what i noticed you know was i didn't need to do that as much uh it was when i was taking trades on longer time frames that i felt like i was much more not only uh, relaxed and comfortable in the position that I was in, because you don't have to sit there and monitor it, but like, mm-hmm. um, you know, talk about that a little bit and how you approach that.
1: Sure. So, I mean, for for those, you know, nine to five grinders, right, you can trade any of these markets just by focusing on the higher time frames, right? So, um, part of the problem with crypto is I think it attracts a lot of gamblers. Like a lot of people come from poker, from <laughs> that's, sports that's betting, <laughs> right? And <laughs> they have <laughs> you have this need. But any professional poker player, they treat their poker like a business. You know what sure. I mean? They're not there just playing for fun and be like, oh, I'm just gonna go all in, fuck it. They're very calculated. They have risk management. They have strategy. They know all the probability. They know the odds. But then they'll come to crypto. Um, and they'll be like, ah, fuck it, it's internet money, you know, and like they'll 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 degen on it. And I don't understand that. You got to treat this like a business, um, you know. You got to have a set of rules. And so if you want to trade, um, price is fractal, right? Like I can trade the five minute chart, and then my high time frame analysis can be the four hour chart, and then my medium term can be the one hour chart, and then I execute on the fifteen minute. That's no different than analyzing the weekly, the daily, and executing on the four hour. It's the exact same. Um, Obviously, just the time frame for the moves to play out is different. So um, for me, that's the time frame I prefer. Weekly, daily, four hour. Very rarely will you see me execute on anything less than the four hour, maybe the one hour. And the reason being uh, is there's only two four hour candles in the workday, right? So I can check the chart in the morning. Uh, and I can check the chart at lunch and I can check the chart at the end of the day. Obviously, I'm, you know, a- addicted, I'll admit, so I do it a lot more than that. But that's <laughs> really all you need, right? So sure. you can really make it work for you. Um, so I-, I definitely suggest for people who are trying to, you know, do this while working, like don't get caught up in the low time frames. A, like you said, it's noisy. Um, things are happening fast. You know, you're in a position, if you're trading on the 15-minute chart, you know, you can get stopped out, you know, in an instant, especially when you're trading on a site like BitMEX, right? So you gotta, you got to find a situation and a, a strategy that's going to work for you and your lifestyle. That's why I don't really believe you can kind of copy how anyone else trades um, because maybe you are, uh, you know, ADHD uh, and you are like super hard time focusing and you like things quick and fast, you know, and you would if you're a runner, you're a sprinter, okay, maybe the low time frames are better for you. Maybe you have a full- time job. maybe you don't want to have to stare at the charts all day. Maybe it makes more sense for you to be a swing trader and focus on those high time frames. So I think the market offers you know opportunities for everyone and uh, to me, the low time frame shit, I mean unless you have the ability to stare at the fucking chart and you want to be you know in and out of trades within an hour, um, you know I mean, have at or personally, not for me.
0: <laughs> I hear you. Um, how about? Where, you know, where would you recommend for somebody new to kind of start their learning process? Because, you know, you talked about um, you talked about, hey, you jumped on Twitter and you see all these people posting charts and you know, your, your inclination is to either copy trades or, or things like that um, when you may not know what you're doing. So, I, I mean, I know I did it when I started. So, um, talk about maybe some of the best resources you've learned to use.
1: Sure, so I mean, obviously I went through basically every scam, shitty mentor, you know, paid group, shit service you can imagine. Um, What I will say is everything, the best things I've learned in trading, I paid for. Um, And that's just a fact. Very early on, I paid to be in a guy named Kazanomics Group whose account got banned on Twitter. He's a guy who got a lot of hate, uh, but he is one of the people who taught me the most about trading and really put me on the right path and also a lot about life um, you know he was a very good mentor for me in that sense and I paid to be in his group and I have zero regrets about that um, I paid to do a guy named ICT's mentorship another guy who gets a lot of hate but at the end of the day you know uh, the proofs in the pudding guy knows what he's talking about um, I paid to be in trader as group I've paid for Chris Laurie stuff I paid for a lot of people's stuff um, I'm a firm believer like don't do anything you're good at for free uh, I you know just because someone knows how to play guitar they're not obligated to teach you for free because you know and they don't trading should be no different in my eyes um, so don't be afraid of pay content but look for someone who has you know verifiable record you can go back on their Twitter or whatever read reviews um, if you're very new you don't want to pay for anything we luckily have some great names in the space guys like crypto cred He put out a study guide recently that is absolutely killer. That's awesome. Super understandable, super basic, and that will take you from, you know, zero to 60 in terms of your learning in a very short period of time. Great place to start. Great resource to start. Uh, You know, everything is available for free. If you wanna you know do the digging Um, my biggest advice would be keep it simple try and stay away from like noisy indicators if anyone is trying to sell you on some sort of system that's going to like do it for you the line you Um, it's just it it, trading is fucking hard Uh, that's just the way it is so if you see anyone kind of marketing a signal service or an indicator that's going to tell you when to buy or some sort of bot that's going to automate shit for you 99.9% of the time that's bullcrap um so i I would stay away from that kind of stuff you know start with the basics support and resistance you know marking levels on your chart watching the market there's no better teacher than experience and screen time Uh, and don't be afraid to get in there and lose some money right like i'm not telling you to go degen your account on bitmex but you can learning losing money is part of the process right most successful traders um will tell you this like you i make money with an under 50 percent hit rate on my trades seems counterintuitive right but that's the definition of risk management and the nature of you know when when you win you win bigger than you lose so you know don't be afraid to lose money don't be afraid to get into the charts and just try shit experience is going to be a great teacher as well and just chart time
0: so talk about that risk management piece because i think that's super important too right so um you know and that's something that personally i struggle with all the time um Mm -hmm. so talk about you know kind of your strategy there what kind of discipline you had like it takes and all that kind of stuff
1: sure so i mean it's tough right so crypto is is a fucked environment to learn in for (laughs) many reasons A, the manipulation that is, so all markets are manipulated, whether you want to believe it or not, everything you do in this entire world is manipulated by the powers that be, Uh, whether you're buying a car, uh, you're buying something at the grocery store, you're paying tax, there's manipulation going on everywhere, and it's, it's very present in the financial markets, it's a lot more uh discreet i guess in the fx markets because there is regulations etc right but at the end of the day there are large players controlling the market um you know and moving uh price and um have they have inform it's asymmetric information they have information you don't the idea is you want to be with you know as they say the smart money right so Uh, uh, that's one of the issues learning with crypto the other one is most people get introduced to crypto in a bull run where everything is going up Uh, so they don't really have a concept of how to trade things that are going down Uh, and they just assume okay well I put one bitcoin into this and a week later it was two bitcoins so you know that's fucking sweet when their Mm -hmm. entire portfolio was that one bitcoin so in reality you went a hundred percent in you know on some coin and yes you got a hundred percent return but if you were wrong did you lose all your money so um, for risk management as tough as it is to hear you know I I would suggest if you're learning two to three percent of your account uh, don't risk any more than that on a given trade and people will be like oh well my accounts one Bitcoin I'm not gonna make very much it's like well you know that it is what it is you're not supposed to anyone who get wants to get rich quick those people also get poor quick usually as well when the market finally turns um, there. <laughs> yeah exactly so i mean it's very easy to be like oh well I, i'm just gonna get a thousand x and on an altcoin and you know i'll be laughing it's like yeah but you'll probably all people are greedy just it's human nature to be greedy it's the yeah. same reason why people bought ripple at 30 cents watched it go to three dollars and then held it all the way back the way down, down. to 30 cents again <laughs> so yeah you were up 10x but did you sell any it doesn't matter how much you were up unless you actually sold any so Um, Risk management is super key. I would say once you're comfortable with what you're doing, I mean, maybe risk up to 5% on a trade, but that's a lot. Um,
0: I think the problem most people have, because, you know, you hear it over and over again from all the successful guys out there. And it's, you know, hey, risk, you know, cred, I was listening to him talk and he's like, hey, 2%. And yep. if I'm feeling crazy, 4%, you know, like, and it's the discipline that yep. you need to have to do it. And I think that's the difference between, you know, the guys that are great
1: and the
0: guys that, you know, get wrecked. <laughs>
1: yeah, 100%. I mean, you have that's to That's always my have, problem. <laughs> you have to stick to your plan, have rules, write them down. I have my rules written out and printed, you know, and next to my computer that I trade at. Um, and I've been doing this six years now. Um, so, you got to have rules, you got to have discipline because making big wins means nothing if you're not doing it consistently, right? Consistency is what pays. If you want to make this a career or at least a sustainable long term side income, you have to be able to consistently make more than you lose. And you're never going to do that unless you have a set of rules, you have discipline, you got to be patient. So, only take a trade if it ticks off all the rules. If it doesn't, like, let's say you see a trade forming, but, you know, the potential reward is 100 bucks, but your risk is 100 bucks. Well, you know, my my minimum usually is at least 1.5 like risk to reward. So, right. if it doesn't fit the rules, I don't take it. I wait. And that's, you know, a very common thing of an experienced trader is they're not worried when they miss a trade. Um, you know, I, I run a Discord and I have people saying, well, well man you know, this Bitcoin went from 3,600 to 3,900. And I'm like, okay. Like I, I was asleep or I missed it. It's like it, it, the trade time, didn't <laughs> set. Who cares, right? Yeah, like the the markets aren't going anywhere. There's so much opportunity out there. Like the the, the better you get, the less you'll worry about couching every move. And you'll just know like there's always another trade, right? So discipline 100%. Like Cred said, yeah, risk a little bit. Um, you know, people have no idea what they're doing in this space when it comes to risk management. Like not only are you only supposed to risk, let's say 2%, Per trade it's like okay well what if you're taking multiple trades well now do you have a risk limit in terms of your total like in a day how much can you be willing to risk right you know what i mean or you have one
0: if you're in you know 20 trades exactly yeah. there's people who have, own have, like 15 percent,
1: right. fucking alt coins right now it's like are you fucking kidding me like do you so have any idea? Ask,
0: so i was going to ask you that it like uh you know where so are you just trading now you know a couple specific markets or are you still dabbling in all the alts and all that kind of stuff
1: So since my experience in 2013-14, I very rarely trade any altcoins at all. Um, The main things that I trade in crypto are Bitcoin, uh, Ethereum, and Ripple. Mm -hmm. Um, Occasionally, I'll take uh, positions on the other ones that are offered on BitMEX, but very rarely because just the level of fuckery, whether it's the systems (laughs) overload whether I can't log into my account, or whether
0: he's just fucking you,
1: <laughs> whether I literally have a stop price trades below my stop doesn't execute and then executes way below where my fucking stop was. And exactly. Right. I'm just giving money to Arthur. Like it's <laughs> to me, I just have no interest in that. I, I actually trade more Forex still to this day than I do crypto. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, What people don't understand about altcoins, right, because people are trading, so you have leverage on Bitcoin, right, so leverage is used for a few things, one of them is to, you know, reduce your counterparty risk, so things like Cryptopia don't happen, you don't have all your money on an exchange. You only need one Bitcoin on an exchange, and then with 10x leverage, you can trade as if you had 10, right? So that's one reason is to better deploy, and the second reason is to better deploy your capital, right? So you don't need to put 10 Bitcoin on to hold a you know 10 Bitcoin position. You can only have one and use leverage. What people don't understand about altcoins is altcoins are essentially trading Bitcoin with leverage, right? So when you're trading XRP,
0: this is is hard for people to understand because it took me a really long time to realize what I was doing there also. Exactly. I think it's super important, so go ahead with that.
1: So, I mean, if you're trading XRP BTC, not only are you Trading a uh, an asset that is changing in value versus Bitcoin Bitcoin itself is also changing in value and the gains and losses since these things are essentially derivatives of Bitcoin um, mm. are magnified right like a, a, a move from 100 to 110 on F is a lot different than a move from 3000 to 3010 on Bitcoin right so the fact that you see people trading a hundred X on a fucking shit coin that already is inherently a leveraged, you know, product relative to Bitcoin. It's just kind of, it's kind of nutty to me. And I think I was fortunate enough to, to learn that early on. Um, the upside is huge, right? I mean, don't get me wrong. It's super sure. sweet to buy, uh, you know, a verge and have it go a thousand percent, right? X, yeah. But, you <laughs> know, you're not selling 10 Bitcoin worth of verge at the fucking all time high. I guarantee you that. Uh, You know what I mean? So like, of course, it's nice. I I have no problem with when the market uh, sentiment and cycle is in the right stage that there is going to be a move in alts to, of course, you know, have some alts. But I would say have minimal exposure to alts because, you know, Bitcoin shits the bed. It doesn't matter how good the market structure on that altcoin was looking. It's going to shit the bed even harder. Um, Personally, I, I I don't hold any altcoins long term. Uh, other than xrp and ethereum Um, i had a couple coins in this last bull run a few of which i did pretty well on and a lot more of which i just got absolutely fucked on some are you know delisted now i don't even know where i can sell them Uh, they're just (laughs) dust right so to me and as someone who has a full-time job and a company that i run as well i don't have the time to be looking at 50 different charts i think like ran newer Uh, was like you need to be diversified in 50 to 70 altcoins like yeah that's a surefire way to get fucking wrecked like uh, so to me it's like sure if 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 bitcoin is going to go on a bull run it looks like we're gearing up for an alt season i will scale into certain coins but i mean i'm happy knowing that ethereum will probably 10x from here in the future uh, and be worth a $1,000 again one day. Uh, you know what? It's not going to be 100x. I don't really fucking care. I don't need to chase that fucking high because I know how hard those ones can be. You know, if I had a portfolio of 10 Bitcoin, I might take one Bitcoin uh, and be like, okay, this is my kind of fuck around. I'm going to put it into a variety of little alts and see if one of them hits. But Personally, I'm not really a big like altcoin gem finder. I think all of those coins sure. are shit anyways. If you guys go <laughs> you guys want to do a fun experiment, go to CoinMarketCap and look at the historical market cap. Go back to like 2013, 14, 15, 16 and look at all the coins. You know the big ones are still there, Litecoin, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Ripple. But just look at how many coins were around three years ago that are nowhere to be found now, right? And then ask yourself, is that shit coin you're holding gonna be around two, three years from now or not, right? So maybe you bought the bottom, but why is buying the bottom matter if your coin's not going to exist two years from now, right?
0: Totally. Uh, So where do you kind of see the market headed here with Bitcoin, Ethereum, you know, some of those big guys, uh, you know, we've obviously been in a a pretty long bear market here. So where do you kind of see us going from here, you know, a little short term, a little longer term and things like that?
1: Yeah, so I mean, I, I, I'm one of the believers who are, are was one of the, I guess, like, bare-minded people at 6K. Every mm-hmm. time we came to 6K, I was like, guys, this is not going to last forever. We are making lower highs every time. And then we finally cracked. Um, the good news is the selling appears to be slowing down. So if you look at, like, the high time frame chart on Bitcoin, like the weekly or the daily... Uh, the move from 6,000 to 3,100 was straight down, basically, right? It was right. little consolidation, huge like red days. candles, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like nuts. So now we are getting some sideways and a kind of ranging environment. And if you want to go back and compare this to the bottom in 2014-15, you know, that's what happened. That's how the market bottom. Everyone wanted, I, when price was falling, I saw so many people trying to call bottom all the way down. Uh, and then it's like, first of all, it's like, why? Like, who cares if you miss the <laughs> exact bottom? Just buy it when it's in an uptrend again, right? Like, you know what I mean? If Bitcoin's gonna go to at least twenty thousand dollars again, and the bottom was thirty one hundred bucks, but at four thousand dollars, we're confirmed in an uptrend again. I don't care if I missed the first thousand dollars of the move. You know what I mean? Like, I would rather have that confirmation, but. So the good news is, is we are kind of going sideways, that's how a bottom forms. The bottom was not gonna be a dump, and then a fucking reversal, and then all of a sudden the new bull run started. As much as people on Twitter were posting, like, oh, it's gonna be a V bottom, fucking reversal, whatever it is, I, that, that's not how the market bottoms. It, it, it needs to squeeze more people out, not just in terms of price decline, but in terms of lack of volatility, and just sideways, and time needs to pass, right? Sure. Um, the last bottom took like a year to form, so I wouldn't be surprised if we see, uh, you know, a lot more ranging uh, for the near future here, um, just sideways, and price maybe ranging between 3000 and 5000 for the next 6-12 months, who knows, right? The market can stay uh, irrational longer and you can stay liquid, is the old saying, so
0: what's that spot where you're looking for for and you're going to say hey yep we just smashed this level let's it's gonna it might
1: rock so i mean do i think the bottom is in yet i don't know i'm not here trying to call the bottom um i do think three thousand. if you are a long-term investor in bitcoin ethereum and and like this that you're like okay i think i my time horizon is two three years i think these prices are cheap that right. said, Ethereum, if it drops below eighty dollars, it's going to fifty bucks. Are you gonna shit your pants if it goes to fifty bucks? Cause you bought it <laughs> a bunch of it at eighty, or are you gonna realize that well, okay, my end goal is for it to go back to fourteen hundred, so I'm not really worried. So um I I'm not scaling into spot quite yet. Um, I'm going to be the type of person who waits for it to, you know, kind of be in more of an uptrend. I mean, here's the thing, you know, how long six K was support. Yeah, Does that yeah, mean we're exactly. just going to fucking smash through it and it's not going to be resistance, right? Like we could literally go up to six K reject and come and all the be way bearish, back down. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And that would be very bearish. So, um, personally, 606300, which is kind of the last swing high before 6,000 broke. If we get back above there, to me, that's going to be us saying, okay, we're now starting the ascent to potentially a new market cycle. Um, But, you know, be patient. If you go look at any other asset class to do a market cycle like we saw, like you look at gold, for example, it's always a good comparison to Bitcoin. It was like 20 years for that market cycle from like the 80s to like 2000s for that market cycle to finish. We did that in 11 months. So the fact that you might not be able to wait like a couple more months to you know actually buy this thing when it's in a fucking uptrend you know what i mean so it, yep. it, it, it's funny the human nature and that's why that wall street cheat sheet works right is because human nature can be graphed on a chart this right. is something i learned 100 <laughs> percent from crowd casanomics um you want to see what a graph of people fucking each other and being greedy looks like look at the chart of bitcoin
0: That's totally true. All right, that's a good spot for us to get into some other stuff here. We wouldn't be wrecked podcast if we didn't ask you some of your best trading wreck stories. I'm sure you know, uh, being in the space from 2013, you might have a couple. So, what do you got for us?
1: Okay, so I mean, obviously, I was part of the the Mount Gox fiasco. So I had how, five point one five bitcoins on Mount Gox. Okay, so it, that's rough. it. Didn't seem too bad at the time, but I mean, at all time high, that's a lot of money. Um, we so had, uh, we had
0: we um, had crypto Christopher walking on. Uh, yeah, are you familiar with him? He's uh, I do. Yeah, he he lost almost a thousand in Gox.
1: Oh my God. It's fucking nuts, dude. Jesus Christ! And he hasn't, and he's still around. I mean, he
0: he said he took a very, very long break after yeah. that and didn't want to see anything for a very long time.
1: Yeah. So oh. I mean, mine's not nearly on that level. Um, I was on. Still,
0: I'd kill for five more Bitcoin. Yeah, <laughs> I was
1: on sites like Cripsy. Uh, I lost coins on there. Uh, I was in a a couple pump and dumps on a site called MintPal. There's a site called MintPal back in like 2014, and basically it was a shit coin exchange, kind of like Binance, um, or maybe even worse, like Cryptopia. Uh, and basically any time a coin got listed there, you know, there would be insider, you know, there was these pump and dump groups that would say, okay, we know the next coin that's getting listed on right. MintPal, right? And you would pay them like a Bitcoin to find out, and then they're like, okay, this is the coin. So then you would go and buy a Bitcoin worth or whatever, And And then, as soon as it got added, you transfer your money over and you see it going up and you're euphoric. But by the time your money clears, this thing is dumped below the price that you bought it at. So, oh, yeah, I had that happen (laughs) a few times. Um, so that was never fun. Uh, that
0: is, uh, that's like those um, Palm Beach confidentials.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly what
0: that was. And by the time by the time the group you were in got it, it had already been to like uh, 100 was, other groups.
1: <laughs> it was already done, exactly. Yeah. So like you were not getting the insider information. And then I, I, I was, I, I this must have been when price was near all time high and I had quite a few Bitcoin. I got introduced to this site called Just Dice. This isn't trading related, but I mean it's crypto and it, it, it's basically a fucking scam. But it's like a, it's like a, you be, basically guess like high or low. There's still game sites like called like Satoshi Dice or something like that. You guess right. like high or low and it's a randomly, first of all, you know, it's like a slot machine. It's like how much can you trust it when it's literally a computer? You know what I mean? Like how do sure. I know this is fair? Yeah. Um and what you would do is you would basically like Martingale it right so if you lost you'd just double right. your bet and double your bet and double your bet and <sighs> I got introduced to this site and I had a heater like I think I turned one Bitcoin into like five in my first like couple of days at it and then I got addicted to it and I probably lost ten Bitcoin maybe even more on that site uh, and that was that was awful
0: <laughs> so it's funny you say that so um the uh, have you have you seen on twitter the um the people talking about uh real hero and the moon wrecked i
1: i have i don't really know what it is but i, I see the so, post
0: so this is uh, i've i've been playing it i've been doing the beta testing for it and uh it's actually really awesome. Um, it, it is super addicting, like you said, uh, with the the dice. Except it kind of takes that you know higher or lower concept and actually makes it applic- applicable to to trading. And mm-hmm. so essentially, what it is is you know you got a pool of players in here. You got your your stash of uh, um, you got your stash of you know hero that you can bet with essentially, and if uh, if they they do a different time frames, so there's a five minute, a ten or a fifteen minute, and an hourly, right? And so yeah. basically you're you're guessing, hey, uh, based on what I'm seeing here, is the next candle going to be uh, you know, they call it moon or wrecked. So is it gonna be green or red? And then oh based based on the sentiment in like the room, you you could either kind of fade the sentiment and you get a multiplier or you're with everybody and you're just kind of you know getting what your your back was and so you you said the thing about the martingale and uh we we're i was playing it earlier and <laughs> i was sitting on you know a wreck I, I was like all right this is gonna be a red candle and it wasn't so i just said the same bet i did it again and it wasn't again and so then i started martingaling it and i'm like okay next bet i'm gonna double it it's gonna come eventually it hit 11 11 oh green candles in a row <laughs> it was insane i mean i'm playing with you know free beta money but it's like you it, it was i've never seen anything like it and i was just like this can't i, I can't believe it <laughs> like oh my god it's pretty funny no, but I, it was exactly what you said <laughs> yeah i had
1: situations like that where you're just like you're like it can't happen again right like i can't be wrong but the funny again, thing then- about
0: this is like this is actually the chart right so you, yeah it is fair you know what i mean it's yeah it's just you not guessing the right way <laughs> oh man so, that's rough yeah, interesting it was, it's it's pretty funny so if you it's an i'm mean, honestly it's it's really cool i think it's going to be a big thing we actually have well, them coming they're on definitely
1: now. right on trend for the type of uh you know participants that are in the crypto market which i would say sure. a large part are you know generate gamblers Uh, who want to just win money, right? So, I mean, it's funny. A lot of the people who I help try and, you know, learn to trade, you have to get them out of those tendencies that this is like, you know, you're gambling. Uh, At the end of the day, trading is like making an educated guess, right? You have all of these factors that are, you know, leading you towards a decision, and you're just playing the probability. And if X, Y, and Z line up, your probability of it going up is is this, but it can still fucking go down, and yeah, that's just and the that's, way it is.
0: And that's interesting because it's kind of like what this is, right? You could be looking at the chart and saying, "All right, based on all my things that I see here, I can make an educated guess that the next couple candles might be green." You know? Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, as opposed to just saying, "All right, higher or lower," which is basically just and then like you said with the dice thing how do you know it's even fair <laughs> oh my they god of our, they know you're better at it, I, you know I, was, I, mean? I
1: was younger back then and i like i had just gotten out of university so like the idea of just being able to basically just like make money and what right. was weird was back then is it was it, it wasn't as easy to cash out like your your crypto like it is now with services right. like gemini coinbase will deposit right to your account there's atms and shit like back then you had to like I, there was a site called local bitcoins which i think is still around but you had to go through yeah. like all of these hoops to basically like take a picture of your wallet and then like your actual bank account you're selling it to another person they're like a third party you know non-involved that they hold the money kind of as the intermediary and then right. once you they have e-transfer you the money they release the crypto Things like that. So it was funny because I I was like, oh, well, I'm making this money, but I never actually cashed any of it out. That was the weirdest part. It was all uh, imaginary. You sound
0: like everybody in, tw- in 2017. Exactly right. <laughs> so it's
1: like you you gotta you gotta pay yourself, and that's one of the things I tell people. Like you know, I'm like, hey, next time like things are going wild, like if you're up three x, like you better be taking some off the table. Like you better be at the very least getting yourself where you're risk-free being like your initial investment right. at least is out and then you're sure. free rolling because like people will be up 10x and i'll go well what if it's going to 20x right you
0: exactly. know what i mean and, and like then, yeah. as soon
1: as you hear yourself start talking like that that's when it's time to fucking sell that's pretty funny
0: yeah so those are some good rec stories we appreciate you sharing them we're going to get to a couple of items in the news <laughs> So we got uh, a couple of things here that kind of touched on what we've been talking about a little bit, you touched on them. So I just want to kind of get your opinion here. So, um, you know, the first one here is uh, this is from CCN.com, Binance foils Cryptopia hacker by freezing stolen crypto. So you kind of touched on both of these things earlier. You, you mentioned Cryptopia, and, uh, and then we were talking about Binance a little bit. So I guess um, if you haven't seen it, Cryptopia was hacked uh, and it was a, f- a bunch of funds were stolen on there. It said the breach moved at least 2.4 million worth of Ethereum <laughs> tokens to other wallets. And uh, and so basically it came out or CZ from Binance tweeted this morning uh just checked we were able to freeze some of the funds i don't understand why the hackers keep sending to binance social media will be pretty fast to report it and we'll freeze it um it's a high risk maneuver for them so first of all one why is it social media's responsibility for you to monitor what's coming into your exchange yeah two, <laughs> two uh you know what are your thoughts on these exchanges being a being a, tra- a trader you know I, you kind of touched on it nicely before with, all right, how much are you keeping on your exchanges? Cause if you're, you're obviously actively trading it, yeah. um, versus, you know, what, what's your advice to people there?
1: So, I mean, to me, one of the weakest, um, parts of crypto is the exchanges, unfortunately, right? Like it, it is, it is sad that, you know, like the best platform for margin trading you know or the highest volume one is is bitmex where there's literally things that are just blatantly fucked and scammy as hell happening and people just put up with it like it's it's unacceptable but i mean you kind of have to play the cards you're dealt right so i mean that is one of the reasons to use leverage so you don't have to keep your entire stack on there i'm a big proponent in having you know a a hard wallet um uh and and not even like a wallet on your computer like a ledger right like um, cold storage like keep your money off those exchanges shit cannot be trusted i mean bitfinex very popular exchange it's been hacked right, right. so um you know nothing on the internet is super safe and especially if you and, and beyond just like the exchange getting hacked like how good is your opsec you know what I mean? What if you get hacked? What if you keep your, what if you Bellina it and uh, you're, you you have an Evernote with all of your fucking passwords and codes on it? You know what I mean? So, uh, I, it, it sucks. Uh, I feel for people. I've been on exchanges where it, it, people have gotten rinsed. Uh, it's a sad part of the space that that's a thing. Um, but, you know, it, it's a lesson, right? Don't keep a bunch of money on an exchange. Like, definitely not an amount where if you were to lose it, you're going to be, like, ruined. Um, right that's for sure uh it it can be tough right like because what if you have a bunch of shit coins on binance or on cryptopia that don't have uh, the ability to have an offline wallet you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. um i think it sucks i think it's a shady part of the space that is you know uh ruins the legitimacy of it a lot of ways you know people are always like you know fuck the banks and uh, you know, <laughs> decentralization. It's like, well, guess what, man? I don't remember the last time your fucking bank couldn't give you the money that you had in there and withdraw it at a given's notice. You know what I mean? So,
0: right, um, right we're
1: not right. there yet. As much as crypto has been around for ten years, personally, I don't think crypto does anything better uh, today than it did ten years ago. Really, uh, or that it's gonna replace money in any sort of way. You know what I mean? Bitcoin is a pain in the ass to use and pay with. Um, Uh, there's still scams happening there's still hacks happening I mean it's 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 the wild west still in many ways I mean be careful uh you know not a lot you can do my advice don't use sites like cryptopia <laughs> <laughs>
0: um so uh, we uh we do this thing on here where it's called the wrecked index and we have people sometimes give us uh you know some some altcoin <laughs> picks and we we uh threw some you know some just some small change money at it getting some moon bags we actually had sure. a couple cryptopia alts so i'm not Oof. sure if they still exist or not i assume they do not um <laughs> <That laughs> but uh, yeah so and anyway, We'll see about that, and then our next story here, because uh, we've also because we've touched about BitMEX and we've touched about kind of alt, your opinion on altcoins. So this is also from ccn.com. Uh It's from Arthur Hayes. He says, "Gravity's a bitch." Bitmax CEO mocks crypto firms for failure of. "Quote unquote," poo poo, ICOs. So basically, him and the BitMEX team uh, did this study of 108 tokens, at which at the all-time high were worth 80 billion dollars in total. And basically, he said uh, the study here says it's just appalling to see, you know, what these ICOs. Allocated to their teams. So of that 80 billion, 21.5 billion was allocated to teams. Um, the issuance to the team post ICO was 2.7 billion. Um, so about 25 billion total. And then since then now that 25 billion is worth about five billion dollars so it kind of just goes to your point about um you know your opinion on some of these alts uh yeah. it's pretty interesting to see
1: yeah i mean tell me the value of anything any of any any crypto like tell me the actual value proposition of crypto right like, you, you can't really right like what is the actual value that makes it worth anything You know what I mean? Like, if crypto, if it were to just disappear, I mean, would anything really happen if Ethereum just disappeared and went to zero? Like, would it affect the world in any sort of measurable way? Like, is there any sort of value proposition for it? Or is it all just perceived value of the market participants? You know what I mean? Like, anything is... This is another thing I learned from, from Kazanomics. A lot of these high-level, brainy things about the market. I mean, the guy's a genius with that stuff. Um, I suggest you guys check out his website. He's got a very cool blog. But, you know, um, the, <laughs> the value of anything is, is what people's perceived value of it is, right? Like, the market is a zero-sum game. So when you sell that Bitcoin at $19,000, someone bought it, right? So someone's perceived value of Bitcoin was 20000 and yours mm-hmm. was 20,000 to sell. You're like it's no longer worth this. I'm selling it. Someone's was like, "You know what? It's worth 21,000, so I'm going to buy it." Right. And then right. when the market starts crashing, that guy who said, "Well, it's going to sell for 21,000," he puts his sell order up, no one buys it. You know what I mean? And they puts it to 20, right. and then no one buys it. And they puts it to 19.5, and then that's how you see that rapid decline, right? So
0: Right. It's he's all trying to get the liquidity out.
1: The market at any given point is just people who have different perceptions of the value of whatever the asset is at that given point in time and two people, two parties have different perceived values and that's what makes the transaction happen. At the end of the day, it's zero, right? So to me, any ICO is a complete scam. Uh, The only thing that Ethereum did is allow every single coin to make their own coin on the blockchain, right? I mean, that was kind of the value prop of Ethereum. It's like, hey, you can start your own coin. To me, it's like, What the fuck do any of these things do? Not everything needs to be fucking tokenized. Like, sure, I work in recruitment, uh, and I would love to work with more crypto companies because I'm passionate about the space, and I like to think I'm relatively knowledgeable. But what sucks is a lot of these companies, the first thing they do is, okay, okay, this is our idea, and we're going to have an ICO. Like, well, why not just have a cool idea around blockchain tech and crypto and, 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 and do whatever you're going to do. You don't like sometimes the token doesn't actually add any value to what the company is trying to do. But, you know, it's a cash grab in a lot of ways. Uh, it's 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 It still happens now, but it was even more uh, uh, like ubiquitous in 2013, 2014, where they had all these pre-mines. I don't yep. I don't follow ICOs at all anymore. I used to back in the day because I wanted to get rich quick. Right. I'd be like, oh, I'm buying this ICO at three cents. Because it's going to be going to a dollar as soon as it goes live. And then I found out that the guys who created it were holding 20% of the supply. And as soon as it went on the exchange, they sold it all. Right. Right. So, you know, like Vitalik never thought Ethereum was going to go to $1,400. You know what I mean? So uh, to me, I think inherently all of these ICOs are stupid. Like, I, I come from a family of dentists uh none of them except DentaCoin. okay so, <laughs> so i called my brother up it's still early yeah i called my brother up i was like hey man so DentaCoin, what do you know about it he's like i don't know anything about it i was like well can i use it to like pay for a filling he's like fuck no so you know what i mean like why do we need a coin that people use to pay to go to the dentist you know what i mean and so right of like any of the coins that i see having like real world use cases like bitcoin is a dinosaur. It's way too fucking slow. If I want to go to the Bitcoin ATM and take out money, it takes like 30 minutes, right? I got to punch it all in and then I got to wait for it to confirm, right? So Ripple, as much as people hate on it, is the one coin I can see as like, okay, well, at least they're going to the banks and partnering with the banks. The idea that you can send international anywhere across the globe a money transfer almost instantly, right? Maybe there's some value there who knows but the one thing they got right is they're going after the banks which is like at the end of the day as much as you want to say like you know long bitcoin and short the bankers it's like you think that the powers that be in the banks and shit like that are gonna let uh, a bunch of fucking neckbeards uh, who own some <laughs> coin be like this is the new universal <laughs> currency fuck you like guys like pomp like that guy's a twat i don't give a fuck like that guy's like oh he's like well if you're not and i think he had a, his yeah. other partner Who's like, if if Bitcoin goes to 3,000, 2,000, 1,000, I'll be here, will you? If you're not, you're not a real fucking investor. I was like, no, you're just dumb because you're holding something that's going down in price and actually has no real value at all. So um, to me, it's like at least Ripple has that part, right? It's like if you want distribution, if you want mass adoption, guess what? You're going to need the people on your side that actually control the money and the supply. Like, you know what my mom is never gonna do? Send a fucking transaction in Bitcoin. Even when I send a transaction in Bitcoin, I check my key so many times to make it right, make sure it's right, make sure my wallet address. If I'm sending a large amount, I'll send a little amount first to make sure it worked, right? And then I'll send the rest. Like, it, what happens if you fuck it up? You can't call customer support and be like, hey, my Bitcoin transaction. <laughs> didn't show up I typed in the (laughs) wrong address it's like well tough nuts you know what I mean so in a lot of ways I don't think that decentralization will ever work Uh, I don't think it will ever get mass adoption unless banks and you know the the government are involved so that's the one thing that why I think Ripple at least from a marketing perspective and maybe one day a real world use case perspective might might last long term but to me basically every ICO it's a scam. Like I have, I know people who bought the ICX, I think it's called ICO and they were up like 3000%. It's like, okay, that's super sick, uh, but you're still holding it. So like, you know, like who gives a fuck? What does it even do? What is it ever going to be good for? You know what I mean? You come up with a white paper and then you have a, a token and then, at icos and you look at dragon you look at verge you look at all of these things like when's the haven or whatever it was called protocol dropping that's gonna save the price and i was like <laughs> dude all of this is a bunch of bullshit to me it's just a chart and it's going up or down so when it's going up buy it when opinion, it's going down sell it
0: yeah so basically your opinion is you're 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 in crypto for a means to to trade essentially <laughs>
1: I think Versus. if you're in crypto for anything other than the money, you're wasting your time. I do think, yes, there's a community here, of course. I think people like you, you know, guys like uh, Peter McCormick, what Bitcoin did doing these podcasts. I think the community you know aspect so funny, of
0: it. We actually, we had him on, uh, <clears throat> we had him on our last show on, on tu- that dropped on Tuesday. And his opinion of this whole thing with Ripple and Pomp and all that is just, polar opposite of yours which is really funny so people this week will get literally both sides of the coin Uh,
1: i love peter i met him in vegas i think he's a lovely dude and i get the community aspect of crypto right but at the end of the day it's like you have to be here to earn money one way or another right like yes it's all fine and dandy to make friends on the internet and stuff i mean maybe (laughs) i'm just a cynical son of a bitch but like to me it's like what is what is the point of uh, of being here and doing all these things if you're not trying to make some value for yourself? Time is money. Could your sure. time be spelt better elsewhere, earning money? Um, and as much as I would like, uh, you know, all of us to get fucking rich together, uh, not everyone is getting fucking wrecked this entire bear market. Like, as much as everyone's like, "Oh, we're in this together, bros. We're all gonna make it." It's like, no, you're fucking not. You know what I mean? Like, you holding it all the way down is someone selling it to you all the way down and when you're buying every dip as it continues to drop that's someone cashing out on their short the entire way down the market is a fucking vicious place and as soon as you realize it's just lines on a chart it's binary it's up and down and you start viewing it in that matter and, and that's how i view the market i think uh you'll be a lot less stressed i mean in terms of like is bitcoin going to take over the world and replace currency i i, I don't think so Um, that's just me Uh, you know and if people hate on it you know they can hate on it but you know I'm here to make money I've made some friends along the way I love people like you who are trying to do good things for the community and uh, you know and connect people and just provide entertainment because to me entertainment is something of value right but like if you think um, you know your ICO shit coin that you bought is going to fucking change the world it's like oh man you were in for a rude (laughs) awakening but you know what 95% of people are sheep so You know, that's just the way the world works.
0: That's funny, man. Dude, all all awesome stuff and we appreciate it and I definitely appreciate your time here. I got, I'm gonna, we're gonna do one more thing here because we're running a little long. I want to respect your time. So actually, we'll see if we can fit them both in. But the first thing I want to ask you, you know, being a trader and after this conversation, we're gonna do some, uh, we're gonna do some trading, would you rather? Now, we can do this the easy way, or we can do
1: it the hard way. The choice is yours. Okay. So,
0: I got a couple here that I just wrote down off the top of my head. While So, I don't know if these are any good, but I just want to, let's see. Would you rather never use a stop loss or always have to risk a fixed amount?
1: Oh, always have to risk a fixed amount. Okay, tell 100%. me why. Uh, because if you don't use a stop loss, you're going to get, you can literally blow your entire account, right? Uh, if I have to risk a fixed amount, at least if I'm consistently winning more than I'm losing, because I still get to determine, you know, where my target is and where my stop goes, uh, compound, compound gains is a hell of a thing. If anyone wants to realize how quickly a bunch of 2% wins can add up, just take a calculator take a thousand bucks, times it by 2%, whatever you get, times that by 2%, do it over and over and over again, it adds up quick.
0: That's a, a awesome answer, awesome explanation. All right, here we go, ready? Uh, would you rather never be able to trade, and then I'm gonna change this a little based on the, the conversation we just had. So, <laughs> would you rather never be able to trade uh, i guess bitcoin ethereum and ripple again sure or only be able to trade shitcoins. coins
1: so i can't trade bitcoin ethereum or ripple yep or i can only trade shitcoins. coins right so i'm fucked either way
0: well so uh, the way i figure you're gonna go with this would be and if i were you based on this conversation I would choose never trade Bitcoin, Ripple, uh, Ethereum, because you also yeah. trade Forex, right? I
1: would, I would rather, yeah, never trade those crypto pairs again in order to never have to trade shit coins. <laughs> I would rather not trade at all than only be able to trade shitcoins. coins.
0: All right, there you go. Uh, all right, and then last would you rather here. Would you rather have to all in every 10th trade or... Oh, automatically lose 10% every 10th trade.
1: Oh, my God. Crypto cred is rolling over in his grave right now. <laughs> um, so, I mean, here's the thing about losing money. So, it really depends on how well, good you are at a trade. I mean, I'm going to say um, lose 10%, uh, which sucks. I would have to get a calculator and do the math out. The thing about capital preservation that people don't realize and why they get wrecked so hard on shit coins is, like, if you hold a coin down 90%, you have to do 900% to get back to break even. To
0: even, right. Right? right so that
1: right. 10%, So capital preservation is everything in this game, but having a risk potentially going all in, I mean, can I go all in? And then I, 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 I'm wrecking the rules of the game. I'll say lose 10%. No, you could
0: you could you could qualify. Because I guess
1: like if, if it was if I had to go in on, all in on every tenth trade, I would go all in and then I would just cut the trade immediately. Uh, all right, so you would cheat I, and I cut would, it right away. I would <laughs> cheat exactly.
0: All right, so no, you can't. So I'm gonna go with the your. 10% I'll go with the ten percent answer. loss. All right, and then uh, all right, one more quick thing. If you got a couple more minutes, yeah, of course. Um, because we, th- I think this would be fun. The other thing I want to do here. Is uh, we we always like to do a little draft? Yeah. So we do these drafts on these uh, shows. Sometimes it's you know, sometimes it's just goofy shit like we did Christmas movies with uh, Ledger Status. Uh, But you and I are going to draft our favorite crypto. you know, our favorite crypto Twitter traders, I guess. So uh, I will give you the first pick and we'll go back and forth and let's see. Let's see if we can pick three or four each.
1: OK, um, so And then
0: we're going to put out and then what we do is we put out a poll and uh, people vote on the poll and see what see who wins. Sure.
1: <laughs> OK, so I'll, my first pick would be um, Kazanomics. And that's not one that's going to get a lot of votes. Um, a lot of people probably don't know who he is. Um, especially if you're relatively new. But this is the first guy uh, that did TA in crypto uh, before anyone else. The Wall Street cheat sheet that you see everywhere, everyone using in crypto, Kaz made that shit popular. And if you go on his website, no one has called the macro moves of this market. Uh, And every market I've ever seen like Kazonomics with insane amounts of precision. It's literally trillions of dollars uh, in, in price movements over the years it's it's absolutely nuts the guy's a machine
0: that's awesome uh i was kind of around with his with like the end of him you yeah know, like where, right when, when unfortunately getting, that's
1: a bad image to like right. go he out on
0: getting, yeah he was uh combative and getting his ass like he was I, getting wrecked by i like understand lots of haters i, and I all understand
1: all why he was yeah. so competitive he had a lot of You know racist and just bigots and I mean people tried to they doxed his kid and shit like people went way too far with him so I think he just lost it uh which I understand I I think it was fully justified and it sucks what happened because that guy brought a lot of value to the space and now it's a counter private so uh you know guys only fucking themselves
0: all right I'm going number one we've mentioned him on this show for me uh would be crypto cred because uh he was the gentleman yeah, he was responsible for uh, a lot of my early learning. And okay. uh, uh, like you said, he's got, the, he's got that, um, you know, he just came out with the study guide. That's all free stuff. Uh, yeah. You know, I think it's a really great place for someone to start that, like you said, doesn't want to pay for, yeah. uh, I, you
1: know, anything. I'm good friends with Cred. Uh, I've met him in person. He is an absolute gentleman uh he's a great trader he's a, a great educator and he's one of the best people we have in this space so 100 percent great great pick. all right who's your next i got to take the cashiest boy uh cash
0: uh, i was gonna take him
1: <laughs> yeah it was tough oh, i kind of wanted to take him first but uh cash is an absolute machine um i mean he's been shorting at i think for uh, 150 yeah. days in a row <laughs> and uh, he's been right every single time uh so i love his stuff man it's no bullshit i love his attitude um you know he's got something figured out he doesn't play any games he's not trying to you know copy anyone else he has his own system that works for him and and you know clearly it's working very well he's absolutely crushing it so that'd be my number two pick
0: all right that's a good one all right, he was going to be on my list uh i will go uh i'm going to go with somebody that I've been talking to uh more recently we've had him on the show. I'm going to go with Ledger status. Uh okay. another yeah. one of those guys that uh I like a lot and uh, learned a lot from and um we he was awesome when we had him on the show. So, uh, I'm going with Ledger. Who's okay. your let should we go 3 or 4?
1: We can do 4. I got time, man. Um All right, Let's do 4. My girlfriend's not glaring at me yet. Um, <laughs> who else could I pick here? I mean, there's so many there's so many people who are uh you know incredible traders that i that i deal with like on a daily basis so you know I, i'm very spoiled uh in that sense oh god this is tough this is I might very have tough time going for <laughs> and i know hopefully i'm not getting any dms from anyone uh who are pissed off because i didn't pick them or anything like that but uh, <laughs> i'm gonna okay. <laughs> take my boy uh jewels um he's been on an absolute tear recently i think he goes by salsa tequila on twitter or or jewel in in brackets yes so he was uh he he's a newish trader i mean he's been around since 2015 uh but i think he really started coming to his own over the last year um he is the reason i like him i mean at first i probably wouldn't have picked him a year ago because he was very much kind of degen high risk extremely high risk for high reward obviously but almost gambling um, but this guy's self-taught, he puts in work like nobody I've seen in this space, you know, 10 hours a day in front of the charts, um, and he is one of the most verifiable people in this space. He literally live streams his computer screen 24-7 with his positions running. Um, wow. He's currently doing like a 3-3 three to three BTC challenge, and he's already up doubled his account in like a week um i've i've
0: seen this uh, and that's pretty awesome i didn't
1: realize he streams his stuff I'm, yeah I check he's it on twitch he streams his screen 24 7 usually uh so you can literally see his positions running at all time you know there's no bullshit there he's self-taught um so I love I love the route he's on and I think he's only going to get better so he would be one of my guys so I'm taking early in the draft and I know he's going to be you know one of the top franchise players in a few years. <laughs> All
0: right, I got to take uh I'm going to take Tom Dante Trader Dante.
1: Oh fuck, that's a good I, one.
0: I, I I you left him there for me. I had to take him. <laughs> uh I mean, I don't know if there is an explanation needed on that one. He's uh
1: just a wealth of knowledge and and he's uh, hilarious uh,
0: yeah of course yeah tom does so Um, if
1: we're going for not just crypto focused guys um you know i i would take uh i would take trader s z uh he is uh he is a killer he trades a little bit of crypto um so he's he's super precise price action guy trades fx like a beast super accurate so that would be my next pick
0: Gosh, I don't know who I'm gonna go with for a last pick here. You can um, pick me, bro. <laughs> well, you know
1: kidding. what? I think I,
0: we I was thinking about picking you. I thought you'd pick yourself. Quite yeah, honestly.
1: I was gonna ask, but I was like, "Is this super douchey?" And I no, was like, that, "Yes." Uh,
0: you know what? I'm gonna fucking pick you. I'm picking um, me. i my
1: <laughs> man. You're, I didn't twist your arm at all.
0: No, you. Well, I thought you were gonna pick yourself. I really did because I was uh I was in a telegram with our other hosts and. Uh, I, I, uh, chamber literally goes you he goes you should draft him before he does <laughs> that's so funny so, that, so that's funny all right so your your list here uh kazanomics cache boy salsa tequila what's the other uh Jewel? Trader, tra- his,
1: yeah uh, it's salsa tequila uh I'll, I, I can ch- i'll chat you as his handle so you can see it but I think it's I, literally I'm pretty sure i follow it's him, salsa correctly. then t-e-k-i-l-a
0: Awesome. And then Trader SZ. Yeah. And then I've got Cred, Ledger, Dante, and Main. Uh, I'm, I, you know, I'm going to, I pandered to the vote. You got a stack team. You got I a stack team. To- I pandered to the vote you know so as i'm one to do on these uh on these drafts but anyway man that's going to do it for us i really appreciate all your time um i wanted to definitely give you the floor to tell people where to find you anything uh if you you know want people to contact you who you who you'd look to talk to things like that so uh floor's yours
1: for sure so i mean you can find me on twitter uh at trader main uh, i'm under the same username on youtube as well um i have a, a free discord you can dm me on twitter if you want an invite uh into there i uh, more than happy to have any people on my tw- on my youtube i do you know uh, market that. yeah just shoot me a message i'll get you in there we got a great Sweet. community of guys uh you can uh, check me out on there. I do market reviews on YouTube and stuff like that. And then I also have a, a group that I run. Is with, your YouTube uh, also Trader Main? Trader Main, yeah. Main is M A Y N E, like uh, like Gucci Main. Um, cool. Yeah, and uh, I have another group that I run with a couple guys in the space uh, Trader Scarface and Mr. TA who goes by Technical Animal. I almost Amal. took.
0: I almost took Scarface. I was thinking about it. Scarface, uh, as
1: much as he might be prickly on the outside, the guy knows I what the fuck like he's it. doing. Uh, he's I, and and the thing is, is, is is he gets so much hate online, right? Like a lot of people, are like oh, this, that, and the other thing. It's like, dude, if you think Scarface actually gives a shit. <laughs> um, you know, the guy lives on a beach somewhere in Southeast Asia and he's, That's you know, awesome. d- drinking, you know, dollar beers and sit- shooting the shit on Twitter, calling people cunts. I think it's hilarious. He doesn't take himself seriously. So if anyone is offended by him, don't take him as seriously as you are. I promise you, he's not taking it seriously uh, and he knows what the fuck he's doing. So, me, him, and uh, Mr. TA, uh, we run a group called the Bitcoin Trade Group. Bitcoin TG is our Twitter handle. You can check us out there. Uh, and we do daily videos educational content stuff like that that's
0: awesome man so again thank you so much for your time we appreciate it here uh, I apologize our other guests couldn't be with us but uh, no worries, that's man. gonna be that's gonna do it for us uh, as always subscribe give us a review on iTunes helps a lot um, join us in our telegram group. Uh, t.me slash rect underscore podcast. Follow us on Twitter at rect underscore podcast. And until next time, don't get wrecked. And that is financial advice.
1: Thanks.